I have something just for Kathy for next week. Do you have something for Kathy for next week? Yes, I do. That would be good. So if she actually was here, then uh, she would get it this week. She would just get it. Yeah, she. You would just throw her down. She would get it and give it to her. You know what? This also means I was actually going to hang out with Kathy outside of here tomorrow. Yeah, and now it's not going to happen. You know why? Because Kathy sucks. That's why, Unger. I'm I'm a little bummed about that. Not tomorrow, the day after, on Wednesday. Because Kathy sucks. Because we were going to go axe throwing, and I doubt she's going to be up I, for it. She, <laughs> she may need an axe for other reasons. Mew just ran across here, looking That's very cute. Del. And uh, I guess Dell's going to be here. But you know what? What? Unger? Yes, Boogie. Let's just start the fucking show. Why not? The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it... Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Then join the kinky world of play. Go ahead, Mew. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab here in North Hollywood, California, in front of a studio audience of pretty much no one except for Del, Mew, and Unger, and me. I'm Kathy. (laughs) Mew. And I'm Del. And And I'm Unger, Blood Crotch, all the things. (laughs) We made you a new one last week, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> well, everybody, here we are, show 198. I think it's 198. Do you know, Dell, that we have not even made any preparations, Dell Unger? We have not even made a single preparation for our 200th episode. Well, we have a month. No, we don't. No, we have two weeks. We have two weeks. Okay, <laughs> That's math. 10 days. Which, we- which, wouldn't that make it, like, on the 1st of April? That's oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I have no gags. Oh, technology. The gag is that, uh, well, let's just hear it in yep, song. One. Hear it in song. Kathy and Gravity aren't good friends. Looks like Kathy fucked herself up again. Yeah. Yeah, good old Kath. Good old Kath. You know you know what's missing here, Del? A Kathy. Kathy. Unger? Yes, but You know something missing? Uh... Kathy? You are correct, <laughs> Hunger. Kathy is not in her chair doing her thing, making her sounds, her Kathy sounds, because Kathy apparently and Gravity are not good friends. And uh, I don't know, I guess about uh, an hour and a half, two hours ago, I found out that Kathy had injured herself. She sprained her ankle and fucked up again. What, three weeks ago, she destroyed her fucking knee falling up the stairs trying to help me open the door. So this time, she just added insult to injury and now screwed up her ankle. But she said, I'm coming in. I got crutches. Not blood crutches, but crutches. Oh. With a T in it. Yeah, this is what happens when you leave us alone. Yeah, I know. Uh, so then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, she's coming in. You know, do you need anything? No, I should be fine. And then literally a half hour later, she's like, I met Creative Explorers or wherever the fuck she was. And she's like, I can't get into the car. I called work. I canceled work. I can't work for the next couple of days. I'm wounded. I can't come into the show. That was at 6.30, Unger. Yeah. And uh, we start recording at 8 p.m. Yeah. So I'm like, don't worry, Kathy. I'm Count fucking Buggy. We got Unger. We got Dale. We got Mew. I'll just come up with a show in 30 minutes. Be good. And here we are. Yep. That show I was talking about. Three dudes and a mute. Because she doesn't Wait, talk. Is that a new well, or new? Well, they're not a mute. They're, new? Ju- they're just a Pokemon. They that's, just they can only say their name. That's pretty much. That's it. And you've already bailed. Mew's already on the computer. She yes, left Kathy, her chair. Cassie's throne is Cass- just my leg rest. Yes, now. that is just not even happen. And we are just here, three dudes and a Mew. But uh, you know what? In honor of it being fucking sword fight night. Because <laughs> that's what it pretty much is. Three sausages and a cute little Growlithe. And, uh, oh, shit, I said that. Okay, Del, 
Mm-hmm. Now then, you know, yesterday yeah. was a wonderful day. Uh, we went out on a little pokey adventure, the three of us, you, mm-hmm. Udell, and Mew and myself, and we went to Santa Monica Pier, which is supposed to be like Pokemon heaven. Yeah. Where uh, where everything is, and people do a lot of raids and, and uh, join in groups, and it was that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty insane. What did you think of yesterday? Um, It was quite fun. I don't think I've seen like a raid spot have 60 people. Like We were trying to get in the same group. In the same group. And, and it was just like, oh, are you the Butterfree Snorl? No, no, no. I'm in the other like, three-digit so code. What, so to explain to our audience, the 90% of our audience that has no fucking idea. Yeah. Surprisingly, since I started getting obsessed with this game, a number of our listeners are like, you have to add me as a friend on this game. And they all play, but we all pretend we don't. Um. And so what a raid is, is we all, you know, there's little places in the virtual map of it, the universe. It's a group activity of there's normally things you can do by yourself. And right. these are like the large boss monsters where unless you're a god or it's one of the weaker ones, you can't do it you by gotta yourself. You got to do it. So you got to have a group of people. So at Santa Monica Pier in Santa Monica. Like it's not the most dense location wise, but there's so many people there. there. And so literally there are so many people. Like and they it, give you like three minutes to do a thing and you'll beat it in like 15 seconds yeah so it was a lot of fun and we went down it was a little too direct sunlight for me y- all yes, of us none but of us you are- put on sunblock i i was a not smart oh that's right look at your fucking face you look like a star trek character yeah it's asymmetrical <laughs> too so i'm just owning it <laughs> Unger, did you see del's face no, i just Del's over, over there and i'm way over <laughs> here yeah, yeah I'm, it's been uh, far. I'm in the light. You'll yeah, see let's go. Let's go. Uh, next time we'll go in. So that was a lot of fun. But in that vein, so Mew and I, we've been going through all this stuff. Like Bunny hasn't been here in a while because she's doing finals and Mew's studying. And there's all this stuff. And so, you know, there hasn't been as much sexy time. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, I, I, I was indirectly blamed for that for reintroducing you to pokemon yes so uh no 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 i'm yeah i mean (laughs) okay yeah whatever fucking whatever so anyway so everyone's kind of just kind of you know and it's fine you know there's ebb and flow in a relationship especially sexually and there's times you know muse really focused on this study and the things that's been going on in her life and it's okay if there's a little dip in the sexuality still very much love each other there's you know the relationship is great as long as you're still communicating yeah we have great communication there's no big deal and we still i mean what is a decline for us is still above average for most you know people in the world you know we still have sex a few times a week and we still play and we still do think we did a really wonderful wax play scene last week you know so it's not bad but so, because it's not going to be sexy time all the time, and surely not the amount of, of other partners that we've had, mm-hmm. sometimes women decide that all of the grooming is not as necessary. And I don't give a fuck about that, you know? And I'm just like, ah, it's it's fine, you know? It's like, yeah, every now and again, you know, let's clean it all up. So, Mew kind of let herself go a little bit, and uh, and she's the like... Mew's hiding in a bush. So, she's daddy. She's like, daddy, I'm really horny. I'm really, really horny, and she like. Do you mind having hair in your teeth? So she ripped, she rips off her pants, and I go, "Oh look, a Growlithe," <laughs> which is a furry dog character in Pokemon Go. Which uh, Del Unger, yeah. dude, 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 bro, 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 yeah. to bro, mm-hmm. not the best pre-sex adjective or name to give your girlfriend. No, no. Uh, before coitus. Yeah, you could have got, at least gone for Vulpix. That's a cat. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very, you know, Vulpix is a little cleaner. You but just Crowley, call her a dog. A I t- fire dog. Hey, she's my little bitch. Aren't you, honey? Oh, wow. Silent. Okay. <laughs> this is not going well. But anyway, we had good growl of sex, and uh, and it was very funny, and, and she did laugh about it, and she did give me permission to talk about it. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, come on, for the show. So uh, so that was fun. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, yeah, I talked about that. Unger! Yes, Boogie. <laughs> What's happening in chat? Or your life? Well, chat, we're talking now about Pokemon again, because I told them that you guys were talking about Pokemon. Ah! Oops. <laughs> um, I actually got away this weekend, and I'll be getting away next weekend, weekend after, but... Um, had some time with Aki, so things went 
crazy as always. Cool. Um, one thing for the listeners who have been asking, we finally did the how to make a fire wand video. Ooh. Very good. We did two of them. One Vaginally? Of them huh? What? No, never mind. One of them's up. The other one isn't. But we live streamed the uh, the second one. So actually, people there were people watching me make them and messing up while I'm making them. So nice. Where, where so are just, they up? Well, the first one's on YouTube on the Don't Do What The Ogre Does gotcha. channel. Channel. Um, the other one's still just in my. You haven't edited it. Edited it, edited it, edited it. I don't edit yet. my videos because the the mistakes are fun. Because that's why we're here, right? We're here. We make the mistakes so the listeners don't have to. You know, there is a certain element of production that I do put into the show, Unger. Right. Because if we allowed all the mistakes to happen, no. you know, yeah. Un- un- but, un- but he's also a clown. He likes being laughed at occasionally or laughed I with. Oh, I get laughed at all the time. Yeah, yeah. But even with editing, even so, even with production. So. We, we we finish these, um, and we have you know a couple of wands sitting here, and we're talking about how to eat fire safely, and people not wanting to go with the normal fuel. So we decided to test a couple of things. Of course, that's going to go well. <laughs> well, sunflower oil was cool because it popped and sent fiery popping balls of oil all over the place. So Splatter. we didn't even try. With so wait, that. you put sunflower oil in your mouth, kids? No, no, by no. all means, try this at no, home. No, no, and then no. We sue were just us. putting it on the torch. Oh, okay. <laughs> We were doing fire eating, so we we just putting it on the torch, not even doing anything else beyond that, and it's popping and stuff. And we're like, this isn't good to do. We're just going to put this in the sink and call it a day. You put the oily fire in the sink? To put it out with the water on. You're not supposed to do that with oil, are you? It's such a little amount of oil. Okay, And and most of it's in the the wicking. Okay. It's just we need to put the fire out. Okay. Um, Then we did olive oil, and it didn't pop. And I didn't think things through completely. Oh. Mm-hmm. And fire eating with it was fine. I did that. It was great. But before I did that, I tried flushing. I tried, tried flushing what you were taking a shit while you were... I tried doing a hand extinguish. Oh, oh. That's called flushing or flushing? It, yeah. I mean, fire play that we do right. is is in the fire eating community, the fire performance community. is called flushing. Okay. Same thing. Okay. It's one of the terms for it. Um, so so I, I have a giant blister in my hand. Because olive oil's sticky? And it, it cooks skin because it's got a higher flash point than ah. the normal fluids. So this is happening while I'm doing video, while I'm taking a live video. <laughs> and I do it and... You're Aki, selling this thing good, too. People are going to run to see that. Aki's sitting across from me watching me do this. She realizes, oh, this wasn't the best idea. I keep doing the video for three or four more minutes while my hand is in intense searing pain. <laughs> did you keep a straight face? Wow. I did. Didn't even let him know. You're all, that People didn't are asking. Work. It was like it ended suddenly. It's like yeah. yeah. And here's why. And I sent a picture of my hand. Um, so yeah, that was fun. And those the second video will be up on my YouTube shortly. I got to figure out how to pull it from Twitch, which you can do from a computer, but it's not as easy from a phone without oh. using a third party app. Basically, yeah. so <laughs> that reminds me. I taught a fireplay class, and uh, and I had asked somebody. To, you know, and I'm talking about things that can go wrong and how, you know, all the things like Unger talks about in his classes and this is what can go wrong and you have to have a plan, you have to be ready and you have to be able to stay calm and react. And I had somebody whose name I won't mention, uh, who's very, was very big in the community and I'm like, hey, spot me, you know, stand there if anything goes, goes wrong. And I'm teaching people how to fire tempo. Mm-hmm. So basically just you light a tray on fire with 70% isopropyl. It makes a flame about a you know foot and a half yeah. tall. And then I'm just teaching people how to run to be brave enough to just run your hand through it quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just gauge the tempo yeah. of the tempo. And then see how fast or how slow you have to go to make it warm, make it hot, make it burn. And so I was doing that. And then I... I had this thing where I wanted people to learn how to put out a fire because the 70% isopropyl goes out very easily yes. because it's 30% water. Yeah. That's why we only say people should use that yeah. level because it goes out very easy. Yeah. And I have years and years of experience with that, yeah, uh, that with that fluid. So I would pour some on this this wood kind of bench thing and then I would, you know, I ha- or I had it in a tin and then I would light the tin and dump it over. And I go, fire, fix it. 
you know, so like, oh, what do I, I have yeah. to fix it. So they would have a towel or something to put on it. And I had everyone do like an emergency procedure, you know, to kind of yeah. practice like when shit goes wrong, here's something you would do. And if you can't handle this, you shouldn't do it when there's a person. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, so everything was going really well. And I forgot what happened, but I went to grab a thing and I rubbed alcohol on both my arms instantly like I, something and both of my arms lit on fire mm-hmm. up to the forearms yeah. and i'm just taught and i'm talking of course just like you i'm talking yeah. while teaching and i'm like oh here's this and i'm like, and i see eyes getting wider because the fire's not going out and i'm hitting faster and i'm like you know it's just gonna go i guess i better get this out and then fucking it's sitting there and the whole time fucking mr expert in the lifestyle spotter is just standing there watching the flames get bigger on my arms <sighs> and then you know this is all spans you know like four seconds and then it goes out but it's that kind of thing that you're talking about where that is great don't spot if you're not gonna actually spot well you know you know and that's the other thing to think about is do you know because maybe this person in all their experience with all the things that they're great at maybe spotting in fire play wasn't something they had ever done and and so when you screen people to be a spotter or to help you with something you know, that's those are the questions that not just ask them right before. Hey, can you spot me when I do this thing? Yeah. Sure, no problem. Have you spotted fire play before or uh, fire? Yes, or yeah, like this. And that's I think that's extra. And it of course worked out. You know, and I didn't get a blister, but but you did. I have a huge blister on my palm. That you can't see because I'm in the dark over here. That's because you just yank it fast. Yeah, fast yank, and you got a blister on your palm. How does that even happen? But but that led to the other aspect of the weekend. What was the other aspect? Difficulty of the throwing axes. Well, we did do that, but that's how can you throw axes with a giant blister in your hand? That was er, we threw axes before the f- fire thing happened. Okay. Um, so we ended up at a friend's house. Who, who the first time I've been to, to their new place in San Diego. It's a really nice house. And this guy take all the toys that you have. Mm-hmm. And all the toys that I have, right, and put them together, and that's one of his storage areas. Dear of God, of the three, dear God, three. wow, <laughs> that's an enthusiast he, with he, some he disposable an, income. Yeah, yes, um, the, and a good good friend of mine for years. Um, I really like the guy. He's like, come for dinner, come see the place. And the whole time we're there, it's like every time we turn around, I was like. So if you see anything you want to try, let us let us know because he's there with his girlfriend, and I was there with Kathy, with uh, Aki, not Kathy. <laughs> Kathy's uh, not here, Unger. <laughs> no, no, no. Neither is Aki. Um, so, so we we had to do we had to run a, run an errand, so we leave and come back and have dinner. And the whole time we're having dinner, Aki is poking at this blister. Oh, that's not going to no, go well. Stop. That is not going to go well. So um, his girlfriend said, you know, why do you keep doing that? And she's like, I don't know. It's just I just want to. And it's like and then they start thinking of what they have that would keep her from doing it outside the normal. <laughs> um, and after a couple of suggestions, we ended up with uh, straight jackets. Oh, which good, is good choice. Which was amusing because on the way back to run this errand that we had to run, Aki looked at me and said, were those straight jackets? I was like, yes. There were a number of straight jackets in that one place, and you know, different types, leather and, and cotton and stuff. Um, and so they bring that up like second of of the thing. So it's nice. like, so it's like, oh well, it's meant to be. We're going to be doing straight jackets tonight. So I really haven't done much with straight jackets either. So it was fun for me to to actually try to put her in while she was struggling. And so how'd um, it go? Did you get her in? Oh, definitely. Nice. Got her in nice and nice and snug. And she you gave her a pankin' afterwards, huh? Did you give her a pankin' once she was in there? Uh, for poking that blister? No, we just kind of sat there and watched her. Oh, no, I, th- I told watched her Watched her roll around. I, I threatened her that if it did pop open, I was going to make sure it sprayed all over her. Ew. Oh, you mean the blister. The blister. Ew. And yeah. she hates being sticky. Ew. So it was, it was great. So, so she <laughs> Just the obeyed. fear of being sticky. Yeah, she doesn't like being sticky. No. She's not a sticky gal. Not at all. Not a rolling around in corn syrup type of gal. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. While it's happening, but the moment it's over, it needs to be gone. Yeah. And yeah, so that was that was part of our adventures this weekend. But uh, I'll get the other one on my, the other fire video on my YouTube as soon as possible. So those of you who have been complaining about me not doing it or asking me to do it re- regularly, they're there. And I'll That's do more in the good. future. That's very good. Hey, guys, by the way. Gaffy and Gravity aren't good friends. 
Looks like Kathy fucked herself up again. I didn't have long to make that jingle, Dale. Just letting you know. No. It works. Not a lot of time. So because of that, I had to kind of pull some shit out of my ass and uh, make a host topic. But hopefully it'll go well. So instead of our fat lifestyle, I'll just uh, we'll just do this. Post topic. Does a pussy taste like eggplant? Random topic now. God damn it, Kathy. <laughs> For your peace of mind, I wrote some bullshit. And now I'm going to read it. It's actually not bullshit. It's, it's something that I've been going through uh, uh, a lot recently and learning. And I'm definitely going to need you guys to, to pipe in uh, if you can. And so I'll just read some shit I wrote. And uh, crisis! Bam! Shit's crazy. Unexpected. Change is imminent. What do I do? How do I react? How do I fix this now? This is the fodder of many bad decisions in the lives and relationships of many humans throughout history. The chemicals that are creating tyranny of the urgent anxiety and catastrophizing in your mind don't understand shit like the farther you get from the fire, the more the smoke clears. It doesn't understand I can fight better if I know what I'm fighting. Those chemicals thrive in the moment. They trigger a I-must-act-now insanity that in some, like me, like me, push me to become instantly defensive, offensively reactionary, and ready for doom. I am notorious for catastrophizing because I'm used to shit inevitably going bad. But I have found my fellow sausages and sexy growlith. I have found that unless it's a medical or real emergency, that if I wait a bit, I get more information and I do less shit that I have to apologize for or clean up after later. What do you, what do you think about that? The idea here is obviously with a lot of stuff going on and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things that just happened instantly. Um, which I'm very used to. I'm used to shit going bad. The floor drops out, you know, not going into too many details over some of the events in my life that have happened, but stuff goes bad and you got to move and you got to create, uh, you got to create a solution fast and you have to react to someone fucking you over or stabbing you in the back or getting arrested or whatever the fuck it is. You have to deal with something now and, it could be drastic. It's all of a sudden you've lost all your money and now you're homeless, which has happened multiple times to me. So because of that programming, I'm very knee jerk when something comes up that threatens any stability that I have because I never expect my stability to last. And that's what makes me overreact, catastrophize and do things. Have you guys ever? I've had that happen many times in my life. How do you deal with it? Oh, it varies greatly. I mean, kind of, I mean, both negative and positive. Yeah. I mean, most recently, you know, being laid off. Okay. Like your, your job's done in a week. Bye. Yeah. You know, and, um, uh, with things planned with, you know, I, my daughter's an adult, but I still help her out a lot. Um, I help a lot of family out and now it's all like, whoa, what am I going to do? And so I, I I I went a couple of ways. Uh, one, I kind of focused on okay, made a plan. This is what I need to do. Um, I also kind of backed away from everything, a lot of social stuff, to kind of focus on getting and focus on the job that I need to finish, which is a lot of times what I do. Sure, I just kind of drop off. I mean, I drop off away from family and stuff, even really, and just kind of ignore them and go. Okay, I need to do this so that. I can refix everything from this point. All right, good. I like that. I have a foundation to work out from. Otherwise, you can't do anything. Yeah. It's it's too much. Like, focus on one thing and work out. Like, when I get in a bad headspace, I have a journal. And I don't do it daily just because if I make too long of a to-do list, I'll beat myself up that I didn't do all of it. Oh, yeah. So I need to, like, set realistic or smaller number of goals and then feel good when i accomplish those and then i can build on that sure sure very good mew 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 says mew mew handles uh, things with mew i think 
for myself, this is such a this is such a struggle because it's really embarrassing for me because I am um, I am a very paranoid person. I have a lot of vulnerability, and now I'm I'm not talking to the people in the room. I'm I'm talking to the microphone and hopefully the people straight ahead of me uh, that are listening. Um, I've spent so many years living in fantasy, so many years not dealing with things well or going back to drugs and alcohol or becoming, you know, whatever vagabond living in vans and motorhomes and things like that, that sometimes it's hard when that happens to hold on to your self-worth and your value in yourself. Because I'm so used to just saying, ah, I'm a piece of shit. This is what happens to pieces of shit. I'm just going to... I'm just going to go and do something to myself that is worthy of a piece of shit, which would usually be go buy a van, park outside. And that's what I did in in this recent situation. I'm like, okay, I I can do this. I can go uh, get a van. Uh, The gym is 24 hours. That's great. There's Pokemon in the parking lot. Uh, You know, I can I can I can survive. I can do that. And I had to stop myself because it was so easy to just go to the low end. It was so easy to just go to the, I don't deserve a place to live because, you know, I'm a fuck up. I can't take care of my girls. I can't buy them things. I can't buy them dinners, you know, because I was already making shit money. Um, But to stop and to be able to turn around and say, hey, wait a minute. In these last years, I've had to learn some value for myself in order to not have the the most punishing thing I can do to myself be the answer to say, wait a minute. Instead, what if I valued myself a little bit and gave myself a little bit of time to think of a better plan? And when I started doing that, I started seeing options that I'd, I'd never seen before. You know, all these years that I've, I've taken care, uh, you know, a threshold and doing doing all the little weekly things and and handling events and and parties, you know, with everyone else and the board and all the other leaders and volunteers. Well, that's that's coordination. That's management. That's event planning. That's you know you know understanding how a business runs. These are all these things that I have learned over the years. They're they're actionable skills. That these are actual things that you can use in a real job. I don't have to go and and just clean toilets. I don't have to lower myself to the point to where all I'm good enough to do is to clean the toilet. And believe me, nothing, nothing wrong with being a janitor. Any legitimate legal work that you do, uh, it's an important job because if someone doesn't clean that toilet, it's going to be full of shit and no one's going to go to your business. So there's nothing wrong with being a janitor. There's nothing wrong with taking care of that. But it doesn't have to be the thing that you just default to if you can have some ambition to do better for yourself. Because I'm not going to be able to physically be a janitor for much longer. Mm -hmm. You know, I got back problems. I mean, Kathy and I both, we're fucking wrecks. You know, we're just... gravity song. We're just just broken down. I'll play it in, in, in a sec. I'm kidding. So it's just... So... This is real important to me, and and Unger, thank you so much for for saying because I'm like, okay, well now we have to have some practical application. I'll bitch and whine about things, but it really is tips for when things go bad. Sometimes that pause, yeah. that just take that pause. Okay, it's going crazy, but it's not a gunshot wound, a natural disaster, or your house is on fire. There's a yeah. lot of things that happen, and it may smack the fuck out of you. But it doesn't mean that you have to act this second. No, you, it, the only thing you really need to do right away is go, is get control of yourself so you don't spiral. That is probably the wisest thing that has come out of this conversation. And then once you get control of that, then you can figure out from there. Then you can ha- then you can start making that plan. And you can start planning and set, you know, like uh, Dell said, reasonable goals. Right. And don't kick yourself if you don't make them all. Absolutely. And this applies in relationships, too, because a lot of times in a relationship, you have this big blow up that happens and everything gets reactionary and uh, 
and I freaked out on Mew a couple weeks ago. I don't remember if I talked about it on the show, but I freaked out really bad over something. And and as as insane as I am, even that was super out of character for me with Mew. We don't have a lot of fights. Um, and so I had to step back and say, where is this coming from? You know, this isn't about the instance. This isn't just about the instance. This is about all the things. And and until you step back and make that plan for yourself and give yourself time to get control of yourself, all you're going to do is make shit you got to clean up. All you're going to do in, in relationships and to sit back for a little bit. And that's where things like, fuck, uh, you know, uh, have a distraction. Have some distractions that you go to. You know, like Pokemon Go, get, get in the fucking car. And that's what I did for a couple of weeks. And I got in the car and I just said, I don't know what the fuck I'm going like, to do. Do a calming activity so you can get into a rational state. Yeah, just let that- those chemicals kind of work themselves out because those chemicals are fight or flight. And if you're used to a certain program, you're always going to default to the kind of those. But if you give yourself that time, have a distraction, you know, read a book, go watch a movie, see a game, you know, do something, you know, get yourself out. And then another thing that has been really good for me, and especially when I was in a really dark place, um, I had mantras, you know, have Mm. those mantras that are just fucking programmed. This too shall pass. Pretty much one of the most famous mantras that can be when dealing with a situation that's like fucked up. This too shall pass. Your happiness is going to change. Your sadness is going to change. It will pass. The universe is in motion. Whatever is happening right now, if you get a little distance from it, you know, there's not as much like the fire and the smoke, you know. If you let some time pass, if you get away from the fire, it'll be less smoky and you can fucking see, you know? And so those types of things are going to be better. And let's see if I had, I had another point I was going to make. And, um, and like Unger said, and this is where Unger started right out with have a plan ahead of time for many different catastrophes. This is something that I've done. As I said, I know how to be poor. I know how to be fucking poor. I can be poor like nobody's business instantly i will eat i will have a place to wash my ass i can make it happen so but what about all the other things that happen i mean spend some time mentally and kind of think through those things what happens if i lose my job you while you have the job think about what will i do when i lose my job make a little plan make some notes do I have a savings? Do I have a thing? Do you know? Do I have another uh, plan of action for a different job if something happens, like Unger, where they just come in and go, "Hey, I think we're we're done. I think we're done." Do you have a little plan for that? That can help you not freak out uh, so quick. What if I lose my house? What am I going to do? What if my partner has sex with a llama and decides they want to leave me for beastie love? What are these scenarios that can happen? Because fucking llamas have prehensile penises; they wiggle. And they fuck a long time. Probably don't need Viagra. Dell, I I can't look up right now. I'm, I could I'm I could be I could be left for a llama. What am I going to do? I'm sorry, llamas on Viagra need to, needs to be a band name. That is a good band name. You're quite good at band names. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Mew. Mew has given me the shut the fuck up sign. That is very good. So anyway, I don't know. For an impromptu topic, I'm, I, I really like how we were able to... We got some nuggets out of it. We got some nuggets. There's some nuggets. So that's it. Try to be patient. Take that extra pause before you freak out. And I did about us in this whole situation that's happened. I'm going to say I did about a C. I could have done better. You I could have done grade. I could have done a lot worse. There was uh, a lot of toxic people that were saying a lot of shit about me and still are. And, and that's okay. I know that's coming from their fear. Um, and about what's going to change for them and, and, and not knowing all the answers for themselves. So having that little bit of compassion and trying not to react myself because you fuck with me, I want to fuck with you. You know, that's not going to help. And so I didn't respond in some of those ways. And some of those relationships have been mended and, and talked through and, and stuff like that. So, so that's, uh, that's that. But I don't have Kathy's list. So I'm like, what am I supposed to? Play na- uh. Uh, some fucking advice. 
voicemail version. Hi, hi, it's Brenda. I just wanted to let you guys know, random fucked up notes. In World of Warcraft, according to lore, uh, the werewolf race, the organs, have bones in their dicks. I play WoW and I didn't know that. You know, I've I've been reading that number. I've been reading that number for like a year and a half and finally starting to get on top of it. And checking this, that mailbox. And that, checking that mailbox. Checking that mailbox. And because uh, Lux said this. Hello, this is Lux. It is currently early March. If you're listening to this, that means you actually checked the voicemail. Fucking hooray! It's still March. Thank you. It is still March. Look, it is now mid-March, and so I have checked it. But then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to check this more, and what do we get? By the way, kids, World of Warcraft, there's a werewolf that has the dick wargans bones. The wargans have... Dick bones. What yeah. is it? The worgen. The fuck's a worgen? Is that a werewolf? It's a werewolf, it's a it's werewolf, a werewolf. in World of Warcraft. Yeah. They get furry whenever they get in combat. <laughs> do they look like Growlips? Um, I'm, they have brown fur. I don't think they can have red. But they have bones in their dicks. Thank you, Brenda, for letting us know that. That is really important. Oh, Got to make our porn I anatomically correct. I can't read. Wait, according I, to lore. What What is that number? Can you see that number? Uh, what's the first bit? Because it's four two four two two six twenty thirty seven four two four two two six twenty thirty seven. And you can leave uh, messages like that for us, and we will play them on Perverted Podcast once fucking. Kathy and Gravity aren't good friends. Looks like Kathy fucked herself up again. When sex said from you, Grandma, does not suffice. Go to Perverted Podcast for some fucking advice. And now, Unger. Yes, Boogie. Back to you. Yeah, so in your in your once you found out Kathy was not going to be here with an hour and a half to to build a show, uh, you reached out to the folks in uh, Discord. And more reason to be on Discord, you get to be part of the show more. Um, and we've had we actually had a couple of, of questions come in. Uh, the first one, which one of the members that's in there tonight was talking about, was uh, when couples and kinks don't collide. You're a couple. Maybe you've you started off vanilla, and you said, "Hey, I just heard about this club locally. Let's go check it out." And you're that couple that comes in and sits in the corner for the first night or two, and people are talking to you, and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And eventually, one of you gets really into it, and the other one doesn't. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, what oldie do you do with that? Oldie but a goodie. Mm, let's see, meth. No. A little bit of no. meth. No. A little bit of meth, because it makes you horny. But unfortunately for the guy, meth makes you horny and impotent at the same time. Talk about a fucking... Good to know. What do you call that? An oxymoron or something yeah. fucking stupid? Uh, yeah. Del, have you ever smoked meth out of aluminum foil with I, a pen? No. Because I have. And let me tell you, that's no uh, no rumor. So uh, do that. No, don't no, do that. Don't smoke meth. No. Don't smoke meth, because crack tastes so don't much better. Don't smoke crack. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> and don't smoke crack in a closet for 14 and a half hours listening to the same Bob Marley CD over and over, because it will, um, like, clockwork orange behavior modification, and then you won't be able to listen to Bob Marley uh, for about five years. Did I say that out loud? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, I guess it... Kind of depends back to the question of it's like, oh, couple goes, one's kinky, one's eh. find out how much. Well, I guess the person asking the question would be the one that's more into it, possibly. Um, find the ones that aren't like offensive. Like, there's some, it's like, oh no, choking, this is really, I can't hurt you. You mean like start kind of small, yeah, go small, but what, or but it's like, is... it sounds like they've already gone past this point. If it's like, yeah, I'm vanilla, I'm just it's like. Or um, not kinky. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. If it's not, because once again, I, I, you guys can call whatever you call you call. I call vanilla uninspired sex. I don't call non-kinky sex vanilla sex. So you can have a relationship where you have hot, great sex with your partner. I don't consider that vanilla because it's still hot and inspired. So I don't consider it bland or lame. But if you have a situation where two people went into the dungeon and they had sex that was not necessarily inspired and and one of them 
got really peaked into kink and the other one wanted to stay uninspired, I think that now you have much greater problems because now you're you have somebody that's really trying to open themselves up sexually and you have another part and I've seen that in the dungeon yeah. before. That's called the supportive spouse that they come in and 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 the the one partner thinks this is it. This is it. They're finally going to open up and we're going to be able to explore our sensuality and eroticism and sexuality with each other in a great way and then after I can think of like two or three of them like right in my face that it happened to. And then after just like five, seven times coming, they're just like, you know what? The people are really nice and I understand that they're into it. I just, I don't want to do this. And just that, that crushing, you know, feeling that this person and in some of these situations, this is long-term marriage, kids involved. You, you, you got to decide Am I going to leave this person and this family and make these changes? How important is my sexuality? Yeah, it reminded me of um, another, I, I won't like quote it because I can't remember it precisely, but another FetLife post that was asking, it's like, if you're opening up to Polly, be prepared for it to destroy things. Like, sure. you don't oh, know yeah. that going into yes. like kink either, but you maybe should consider it's like, if you don't both like it, you're going to end up problems. Yeah. Like... D- you might be safer being naive of like not knowing it or not. Now, and for some people, it works where okay, you can play, but no sex. Sure. And, so, and so that that's that's a that's a fix you're talking yeah. about. Whereas the couple, the one partner is like, I'm not into this kink at all. But maybe it's okay if you do certain things that don't challenge yeah. me or make me feel jealous or territorial or whatever. Um, and this can be both male, female. Yeah. Tr- doesn't you know? Uh, it, d- could, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it could even be uh, for my per- per- you know personal case in the past. But I'll currently talk about with Aki. We both have kinks that we're really into that the other one has no interest in. Sure. Um, for example, she's big on chastity. I have no interest in. You that don't want your whatsoever. dick. You don't want your dick chained up by uh, the Akinator. I've, I have told her I will get an angle grinder. I have an angle grinder. I won't. I will pull it out and use it. You will grind that chastity device off of said unger weens yes. yes. before <laughs> that happens. <laughs> that is good. And she has a fear of clowns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did not know that. That, makes me sad that is a conflict of interest. <laughs> See? That is an absolute conflict. But but we still I mean, we've been you know, talking for two years, dating for like a year and a half now. Right. And everything else works out great. We have a great time and sure. it's all fun and stuff and she has somebody else for the chastity thing. And you right. have other people and to I be have a other clown people with. for the clown thing and the various other topics that we don't have sure. meeting on. Sure. And and one, and that is an amazing thing if you can come to that conclusion. And I've known many couples that um, I've played with people um, that are like, hey, you can give me a spanking, but you can't fuck me or kiss me or, or whatever their yeah. level is. But what about the situation where it can't be worked out, where the person's like, no, I don't want you to go do these things with other people, um, but I'm still, I can't do that with you. Or I won't do that with you, which I want to deal with the won't. Yeah. The won't part is, okay, this is going to be messy, as most of my things are. Sometimes, even if the other partner is not necessarily, depending on top or bottom, uh, maybe the person isn't into kink that much, but they love their partner. So they can... They can learn a little rope bondage, or they can they can be the rope bottom, or they can the make, service. They can whatever. the service. They can learn the service aspect of that. And of course, for somebody who is, uh, you know, very dominant, and they want somebody to be very vulnerable and submissive, that's not going to work. And and if somebody's very submissive and they need a strong dominant, a service dominant, uh, you know, that doesn't work for them. But like you said, going back to what Dell said, is, you know. If you're if it's so much that your identity is so wrapped up in your kink and who you are sexually and whatever, you're going to have a lot of misery and martyrdom and you're not going to be happy. And some people really do have to move on from that. 
even if there's kids, and I've seen it, you know, it, it doesn't mean you don't love your kids. It doesn't mean you can't raise your kids together. It doesn't mean, but it, it, it may signal that if these things are so different in you and you don't want to be miserable, then yes, some people have broken up over this. It's like you were perfect for each other at a certain point in time. People change. So yeah. it's nothing, it's not fun. It's not your fault. Like yeah, I mean your your change is your change. I mean people have sucked, and and then the other aspect is some people have just sucked it up and said, you know what, it's important to me, but having this relationship and and the things that go with that relationship, it's more important. I've seen a number of people try to do that, and after a few years, be very unhappy. And I've seen some people really focus into the relationship and then they just go away from the kink community and they and they say well yeah it's fun to give a spanking and receive a spanking but you know it's not the end of the world and that's where it's just non-kink and they still have inspired sex and inspired interactions with each other it's just they don't have that kink angle so i really think it just comes down to as we've talked about on the show before you have to know you have to look at the bigger picture once again pause Pause, find out what you want in life in general. Yeah, and is this something that makes you very, very unhappy and uninspired? If it doesn't inspire your life, then yes, absolutely, making a change in relationship is is an option, but you also have to count the cost, and that's sometimes not realistic. Did we did we fix did we fix this this conflict? Or at least I, I don't think it. it's fixed. I think it's an individual. Ongoing. Either way, and, it's shitty. It is, but we've talked about it and yeah. talked that it, it happens a lot. And there, no one's alone in this, and you know we'll do what we can. Hey, that's help. a good point. Support that isn't support. Besides, we didn't. Besides, we didn't mention that. Kathy probably would have mentioned that. Yeah. God damn it! Besides the whole, we'll do Fucking it. Fucking so gimpy. You don't have to. We'll screw up so you don't have to. The support isn't that why we're here? Kind of yes, okay. but no. Uh, it's also getting that support. Uh, and once again, another option may be role play where there's no interaction. I don't know. That, eh, we beat it to death. Fuck it. I don't even know. I don't even know what's next. I have no notes. Um, Wait, do you have anything else going on? They had some questions. We, or had, we had one more topic that, oh, okay. that kind of hit us this weekend. So All right, let's it was d- kind of. Hit. I don't. I don't have a jingle for that. So, That's okay. so. Do I make a pee pee pants? No, no pee pee in my pants. Too much tea. Too much tea. Now I gotta pee 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 pee. Well, Unger. What was the other thing? <laughs> well, but, but so, what do you do? And this can this is a wide varying topic here. If someone pegs you as kinky, wait, wait, wait. If someone pegs you, not pegs you, not pegs you in the ass. Someone goes, but they go hit you, uh-huh. eyeballs you as you are kinky. Now, how do you react to this? And there's a lot of different ways. You pull down your happens. pants and show your chastity device with a grinder, or that you're pierced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, quick story on what happened with us. We were at our friend's house uh, for dinner, and one friend was out, and the other one, and Aki and I were there. And Aki and this other, and and the girl had never met before. So, um, at one point in the discussion, she looks over to Aki and says, "So, what's your favorite coloring book?" Hmm. That Curious. Calling out the little. Right, she spotted right. Spotted the little in Aki that Aki always tries to hide. Right. Well, so that, that's almost benign now with all those adult, like normal adult coloring books. Oh, yeah. Like, they it's about an cur- industry now. Yeah, it is. Sure. It is, and they talked about those too. Yeah. But it was it was Code kind of is. her, yeah. someone who's been in the lifestyle for a while, a very easy way of going. I'm spotting this in you. I'm going to let you know, but I'm not going to call it out in a way that's like, oh my gosh, or this and this. So are you wearing a diaper right yeah. now? And if they had said just, hey, here's, I like, I just like the adult coloring books, and, and th- that's fine too. But it was kind of a, a neat way of doing it. Um, have you guys ever had this happen? Personally. I mean, Bookie, I'm sure you have it happen all um, No. You haven't? No, I have not. I, I I've never. I have perverted podcast written on my freaking oh, car. I am. There is no pegging involved. Right, it's like, so oh, out. you, preacher. Yeah, you're so out. You are preaching this. I, I think the closest I've ever gotten to that 
thankfully was um, when I was still working as a retail drone, I mentioned that I was going out to a club and before I realized, never mentioned the names of the club. Like, some of my coworkers were constantly poking me, and I just offhand mentioned it to the manager who was, like, LGBT, like, because they're like, okay, where? And they're like, okay, you can stop asking him now. We're good. So they, like, covered for me. Right. It was like, okay, I know that place. Stop asking him. <laughs> so they just saved me. So I've only had to deal with that once in a professional-esque manner see at work it's a little different yeah. see because you got some possible consequences and then people have information against you and like if you're out like an younger situation you guys were at dinner or something yeah. like that yeah so we that's one thing actually, but so. i i would like to point out that if you are at work there is no there it's there's, a, it's, diff- <laughs> there's different issues yeah mine was just like oh are you come out with us because this was calls and expect great things it's like there's being out of kinky community most of the males there were gay, so they're like, why aren't you coming out for drinks with us? I'm like, I'm already going to something else. There's like, where? Tell us. We want to know where you're going. I'm like, no, go away. You know what this reminds me of, actually? What? Something that happened on Perverted Podcast, a story that you received one day. Yes. With the two guys that worked in the office in, like, Idaho or something. Oh, that... <laughs> and one of them, somebody asked how they were, and one of them says, it's a wonderful day to whoever it was. And the other person heard that and was like, that's how Unger says. <laughs> oh, wow. Remember that? In Idaho. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Out of our three listeners that are in Idaho, two of them happened to work at the same place. <laughs> I had not. That, that's that kind of is... priceless. That's because secretly SoundCloud, even though it keeps incredibly accurate numbers and has been a fantastic service for us, obviously, gentlemen, Growlithe, obviously, uh, the numbers are wrong, and we do have millions of listeners. Millions of listeners. Well, SoundCloud only tracks the ones that listen through SoundCloud directly, right? No, they track if you go listen on iTunes uh-huh. uh to perverted podcast, uh, the the play will show up in SoundCloud. Oh, okay. Yeah, people have tested that before. Okay. Didn't know that. I just I I wanted to believe that. I wanted to believe that and go, "Oh, there's got to be at least 40,000, 50,000 people listening." Because you know, there's we're on Stitcher and Podbean and everything. Yeah. Now, it all runs through the same RSS feed. Oh. And uh and so that all clicks on SoundCloud. But I just think SoundCloud wants to keep us humble mm-hmm. and so they only put up that we got like you know 2500 well, plays a week to to the to it from work and it's using the same isp would it count it twice what he has uh, a uh, techie point uh, <laughs> i like the the listeners can't see unger is sitting across the room in the chat room and dell is literally over my left shoulder I have so a i'm literally chair i'm literally turning like hello to dell and then i flip my face but oh, notice yeah. that i do the radio pivot Yes, do you do. notice I maintain contact maintain yes, distance with the, the mic muff the entire time, even though I'm... You're such a professional. Hun- chat. What? I've learned from you, because I've been doing that, too, and going over here to look at the chats. You're doing very on. well. Your guys' audio is very good. See, I can do nerd. Yeah, I know. Mew! <laughs> you still cute? Okay, that, That's constant. She is cute. But she's been really... Okay, I don't know if this is going to be outing her, and she'll probably yell at me. I got, but I have my bad glasses, my reading glasses on, so I can't see her face of disapproval. Mew has been exceptionally goofy lately, like How? a tacky, goofy, floppy on the bed, super cute, so adorable, a tacky, goofy. They're being a Mew Pokemon, basically. You, you, yeah, Mew's a little... T- oh, by the way, everybody, I just caught my Mew. Thanks. Yeah. I haven't yet, you bastard. Well, you know, you got to put in some fucking hours, waste some gas. Get back out there, slacker. I'm still two levels higher than you. Okay, Whatever. back on topic. So anyway, so yeah, she's been really just very... It's so it's totally cute, but like she starts poking you and just, you know, just being crazy and you got to fucking hold her down and choke her half to death and get her to stop and then beat her. That sounds like such a hard task. It is awful. I, I had a similar experience. Is it? But that. you put her in a straight jacket. No, no, this I was, don't have a straight this jacket. Was, this was before the straight jacket, actually. What she, were they doing instead of poking your blister? Well, I think this may have been before the blister, too. Or the same night. What? 
Um, <laughs> I'm like, what Aki, was it? Yeah, it was. It was before. Aki had a uh, had her rope with her. I forgot mine, which I found out I didn't. I have so much rope, I don't realize I have it. But hers isn't cut, and and we're sitting there trying to figure it out. And we decided not to do anything because we we're both getting tired and stuff. And I go to clean up the kitchen, and and I had just straightened out the rope. I got all the knots out of her two hundred feet of rope. Oh my god! Yeah, I know one two hundred foot length. And then she's like, "I want the rope." It's like, well, the rope's over here. I've just got all the. I want the rope. So I go and I throw the rope. Just throw it at her. <laughs> it's like, here, go all the and knots the, again. Uh, and she starts like playing with it like a kitten because she was going all kitty on me. I go and take care of the stuff. I come back. She's cu- curled it up. She's like a teddy bear <laughs> in her arms, and she's asleep. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Aki's a little cutie muffin. She's just a little cutie muffin. Not a little rope. Little curled up cutie muffin, Aki. No, no, she's a burrito. She's a, a what? A burrito? A burrito. What the fuck's a burrito? It's, it's, a burrito that purrs. Is that like a potato burrito? It's, it's like a kitten wrapped up in a blanket that's purring. A burrito. Oh, a burrito. I get it. That is exceptional. That was that was nodding off term for this weekend, and it, it we I have pictures of her fitting. So. Oh. Gentlemen, sir, yes, boogie. I'm going to say that we have done okay right. for a half hour preparation for show. We have survived this show, and in honor of the fact that it's three sausages and a and a mute, I'm going to do something that we can't do with fucking uh, with uh, Miss Sassy Pants around. What's that, Boogie? I'm going to do a guy thing, and in honor of this, I'm going to trim my ear hair (gasps) with this lighter, because that's what I do, and Kathy gets so annoyed. Have you ever done that? No, you're young. You're you're like 20... I might want to do that to my nose hairs. No, don't do it to the nose. It doesn't work well. But your ear, (laughs) you can just literally, when you get older, you start getting stragglers, and then you just kind of take the lighter and just flick it in there and burn them out. And and I do this around Kathy, and she freaks the fuck out. So you know what, Kathy? If you were here... You would hear the lighter flicking. I, I don't know what that means, but every now and again you burn your face. But that's it. That's how we end the show, goddammit. And that... What the fuck was they just do? I don't know. Actually, I thought it was a really good show. We had some pretty good topics. Good topics. And got, some, got really deep in some of them. So actually, for no... So uh, that is our show. Thank you very much to uh, Dell, host topicking, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Unger coming in. And thank you to everyone in the Discord, our yeah. chat room, our Discords, and all the 15,000 things that Unger goes to, to give some topics and really come in. And it really goes to... Oh, thank you, Growlithe. Mew, I mean, you're so cute. Don't worry, we'll play with it later. Because <coughs> you can tug on it when it gets long enough. The pubes get long enough. You can get a little, give it a little tuggy tug. It's very cute. And then I go, who's my little Growlithe? And then she pokes me in the head with something. But anyway, <laughs> this is why we have listeners, and this is why the Discord is there. And when the listeners get together... This show is really about the interaction with the listeners, and when you give them a chance, they really do come forward with some topics and their ideas, and I'd like you to continue doing that by emailing us your topics and ideas at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, and of course, you can call us at 424-226-2037. Speak clearly when you speak with your questions, topics, and uh, things that you want to share about us, and I guess, hopefully, fucking Hopalong will be here fucking next week if she can stop falling downstairs or whatever the fuck she did, and we will see you guys. Oh, here's some song I'll throw in or whatever, and we will see you guys no, for we won't. show. Yeah, we will. We no. won't see them because they're over there. In Dear the God computer. damn it, man! You know what I mean. This is why we need more females in the room to have stability. We is that show one ninety nine? I think next week's one ninety nine, and April first is two hundred. Oh my God! We will see you guys next week. Woo! Woo! I put my hand in your pussy and I make a fist. You get so wet, I just can't resist. A sexual adventure for an uber horny chick. I'm stretching your vag, but being careful of your cervix. Fisting woe. For the girl that needs girth, this does the trick. Fisting woe. Cause no human dick could ever beat this thick. La la la.
so do you. Make sure you have consent and a whole lot of lube. It takes a lot of trust to make it work great. Not something I would recommend you try on a first date. Fisting, oh, when the girl that needs girth is does the trick. Fisting, oh, cause no human dick could ever be this thick. Never force it, never force it, more lube, communicate, never force it, never force it, almost there, just relax, never force it, never force it, here we go, here we go, yeah! You got it in, she's in orgasmic bliss, an amazing thing to see a woman take a whole fist. Don't worry guys, it'll go back to shape, cause the hoo-ha was designed to squirt. Out of All right, vaginas! Misty. Too!